Previously on Quest Friends Hereafter. Students duel the strongest Necromon trainer that we have. Run into action. EO Goom. Seven. Okay, make success. So you do your clock is gonna get filled by one and mine is gonna get filled by one. Your old news, Hawthorn. <laughs> oh hello, Miss Miskevich. How is your investigation going? Uh is there an underground jousting club? Is it real? <laughs> Who better to ask than the actual jousting club? Katrina Collectum narrows her eyes. What is your goal? Well, goal one win. Goal two win in the more meaningful way. Make them love sockball. Yes. Xavier's goal is to have a good time. <laughs> You have done your attack. EO has blocked itself, making it harder to hit. Next time, you can do something again. And as a reminder, both your and Juniper's clocks are one out of four. Juniper, you can see, is, you know the math meme with the woman just staring and thinking with all the things behind her? Love that meme. It's like that, but like with a smile. It's infuriatingly both oblivious and thoughtful at the same time. (sighs) It makes Irene unreasonably angry. (laughs) Something about that expression sparks something in Irene. (laughs) Juniper is like having fun and not taking this as seriously as Irene is. And that feels deeply insulting. Because duels are fun. Duels are not fun. Duels are serious business. (laughs) So what does the shield look like? It's just big, it's big feather wings, so it's it's in front of uh, the bird. In front of, okay. Goom's also just sitting there too, just a little melting orb. <laughs> <laughs> the ball just vibrates a little bit. I think I will have Malaya try to break through the defenses. Malaya! Um. <laughs> but I don't want to do the signature attack yet, necessarily. Okay. So what if I want to do attack both of them? You can only do one at a time unless you do your body slam. So since you're not using your body slam, you can only attack one of them. Assuming you're attacking Eo, you are going to roll with a minus one because it's defending itself, and then you're going to roll with disadvantage because it is arid and you are nature. I would like to use two AP. Okay. Can I auto succeed or will that just cancel out the disadvantages? One will give you advantage, two will auto succeed. Then I would like to spend one to cancel out the disadvantage. Okay. And are you going to punch the bird? I'm going to punch the bird, which sounds very mean (laughs) when I say it like that. All right. How does Irene shout it out? I'm trying to think of a good mushroom pun. Because we've got turn them to mush is the signature attack. Yeah. Word of hello, I don't know. Uh, Spores. Shroom. But it's like zoom, but you're yelling shroom. <laughs> that is fun. Shroom it. Or you could just yell mush. That's a, mush. That's a dog thing. Shroom it. Mush. Shroom it. <laughs> I like 
Maximum Spores. Maximum Spores. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Malaya. Maximum Spores. As it just goes faster and faster, turning around and punching. Are you just gonna like charge punching into it? Yes. All right, Emily, uh, that's gonna be fierce. You're gonna give me a roll, add the signature stat, and then minus one. So it's 2d6 plus one total. It is an eight. All right, that is another mixed success. It's two to two. Uh. How does Malaya hit this thing? By fainting to one side and then instead punching to the other. Just back and forth. Malaya's just dodging back and forth. Hit, 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 hit but starts getting more and more tired as the bird doesn't back down. And Walnut, doing the narration, says, The sheer force and anger circumvents putting Malaya's anger stat above Malaya's nature element, making it so that super effective doesn't matter. But the super-powered defenses of Eo still persevere. And, uh... I love them so much. Malaya's just like, oh, oh, slowing down. As the two separate, they're both tired, and Eo backs up. That's all right, Eo. Back up and let Goom serve as the toppings. And Goom is going to roll over and get in front of Eo. <laughs> Essentially making it that unless you slick around, you're going to have to attack that next. What do you do? Take out Pokio. Pokio! Pokio! There's a screaming battle cry as Pokio comes barreling out of the card, executes a perfect flip midair, <laughs> and, and lands like a gymnast awaiting praise. And is promptly pulled backwards because they've got a giant cactus on top of their back no, and are not no. meant to stand. Pokio has that factored in. It's fine. Not good for Pokio's <laughs> posture, though. <laughs> wobbles. <laughs> Pokiosis. A Pokio lands it. <laughs> and they're ready. They're so freaking ready. Irene will also pat Malaya on the head because he's very tired. Leom. Okay, what do you do? I thought that every time there was a response, so I was. Oh, just... yeah. Uh, Juniper. Is... I mean, you don't have to. I'm fine if you don't <laughs> respond. That was just. I was explaining. Okay, what do you do next? Irene looks at her. Deeply confused and upset by that. <laughs> what do you mean, what am I going to do next? Are you going to do something? I, I did my thing. I, I, oh, that's true. I probably, maybe I can. And she starts reaching down to her bag as if she's going to grab something in there. And you just hear a, a slap. Ow. Uh, no, I, totally normal kid, want to just <laughs> see what you're going to do next. Irene gives her another look. Pokio is also deeply confused and will shoot a look back at Irene that's like, are you kidding me? Like, is this, like, what, what is this about? Pokio! I got Barreling in! Kyle, <laughs> I spiked my audio so hard on that. I'm so sorry. And you're just, you're gonna have a Pokio attack? Oh, yeah. I want Pokio to heal my Mon. Oh, I'm sorry. I That's the that signature is. attack. I'm sorry. Pokio's a healer. I know, but. 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 What if for fun we did both? You rolled and you healed no matter what. 
Okay. Yeah, roll me, I would say fears for the attack or books for the healing. I'll roll for the attack. Seven. Seven. <sighs> but you heal. So how do you attack both and then heal? You can add or tell me I'm wrong, Hallie, but I feel yeah. like Pokio just came out so raring to go. So raring to go. That maybe they like overshot at first and like just slammed straight into their opponents and then went and healed. Honestly, Pokio just missed the first time, but then pretended that they were trying to heal that whole time. They barreled in, they missed, so they turned around and just turned that little attack into like healing. How does po have we discussed how like what it looks like when Pokio heals? Well, there was electricity, so I was thinking as Pokio okay. does the sonic spin dash, electricity just kind of discharges off onto the other mon. Yes. So um Pokio turns their sonic spin dash into into that, and then that's what happens. Okay. Since it was a mixed success, we'll say the healing works, the attack doesn't. Yeah, that's fair. So it's two to one. You've healed, but you haven't done damage. And Goom, who you can see is unaffected. So maybe Pokio like spins and then I don't like the sounds Tom is making. And then Goom, as it starts making its form again, starts solidifying until it pops into a translucent green identical replica of Pokio. No! No! See, I really didn't want this to happen. Pokemon, the first movie! I don't want it! I don't want it! No! Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Okay, Hilda, you're exploring. Tell me what you do next. So we were on our way to the jousting club when we last left off. Uh, yeah, you're at the jousting club. The noises were very, like, chaotic and sporadic, but here you just hear a three, two, one, whistle! Stop! It's very organized, but it's not actually like, stop, it's stop, go, point, stop. Very, like, formal. And as you walk in, you see Vice Principal Keyhole with a whistle oh my God. instructing the jousting kids. Oh my God. Oh, what the, what the F? Rickle! Hilda's just going to awkwardly side-eye the Vice Principal, wonder how he could possibly have gotten here before her, and then realize <laughs> that's a bad line of questioning. Lockers. He turns to you, looks formally, and says, all right, you can continue without me. And he just sidles up to you and quietly says, so how is our investigation going? You asked me that like two minutes ago. And so we have two minutes more of investigation to cover. I came here to investigate. Oh, well then proceed. Hilda's going to like slowly back away, eyes not leaving the vice principal for the moment until she's like close-ish to a group of the kids jousting. They turn and look at you. So what do you want? Uh, hi. My name is Hilda. Um, I was just wondering... Hilda who? Hilda Mishkevich. Okay. One of them takes out a book. They're both, they're dressed very... They, they dress like smaller keyholes. Oh, Christ. Except they're more formal. 
like Keyhole is trying to be friendly, these kids are snooty as hell. They've got combed over light brown hair, emotionless eyes, and pressed school uniforms, even though Valley Public Schools doesn't have a uniform? Oh my god. <laughs> Booker will latch onto one of their pants legs and start tugging. They look down and just gently kind of, not kick aggressively, but kind of motion their leg to kind of shoo you away. Shoo. Shoo now. <laughs> Who has let this beast in here? As I was saying before, I'm here on behalf of a school newspaper, uh, sanctioned by our vice principal, looking into club roles and club retention. And I had a few questions about former members of your club. Roll me convince somebody with slick because you're definitely not for the school newspaper, but with plus one because you are correct about keyhole. Can I argue for another bonus? Uh, hit me. Hit, hit me. So, so, so. First, I should actually ask, does Sparky Malarkey have a skill that would be relevant to this? I mean, investigation. So I could implement my friends or my teachers gaining plus one forward on any rolls related to a skill used by a fellow PC because Hilda is just like trying to copy Sparky Malarkey here. Yeah, this feels pretty squarely inside investigation. Okay, I'll give you another plus one for that. That's uh, slick plus two. Joy, oh joy. Uh, let's roll. That is a seven overall. Okay, well, good that you had those. Very good. You get to make a choice. Either something's preventing them from answering your questions, they ask for something in return, they make one inconvenient misunderstanding, or they're temporarily upset with you. They ask for something in return. The school newspaper, you say? You know, we have been, uh, we've submitted articles for quite some time that haven't made their way in. Articles of utmost importance. Well, it's your lucky day. If... This article is on schedule that frees up a lot of time for people to work on the submission list. In fact, I think I have a form right here. It is a blank piece of spiral notebook paper. Fill this out with all of the articles you have pending, and I can push them to the front of the line. You can guarantee it. It's a sparky malarkey guarantee. <laughs> yeah, name drop me. That'll go really well for you. One of them narrows her eyes. But didn't you say was, no, 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 Henry Henrenhide. We go entirely by full names here. <laughs> no, no, Henry Henrenhide. We can finally get our opinions on, I don't know what's topical nowadays. The kids wouldn't either. Um, We can finally get our opinions on the inaccuracies of the Twilight movies, a very modern complaint finally submitted. What questions do you have for us? So, I just want to ask, have there been any members of your club that have left the club recently? Who hasn't left the club recently? <laughs> what, don't, don't say that so close to Keyhole. You know how emotional he gets. And we just turn over, Keyhole is just staring completely blank. <laughs> Even dead face. <laughs> Since the beginning of the year, it seems like no one is interested in conventional jousting anymore. They hazard more to be like that beast, and they look at you, Booker. Let's stay on topic, everyone. Yes, let's. 
Do you have any specific people who left the club, perhaps because they didn't agree with your uh, sense of decorum and rules? Hmm. Well, it all seemed to start when that infernal new student came. Who? There's no way that poor pathetic team is going to do well without me, Katrina Collectum. Katrina is pouting from her box, and Freddy is, won't be able to win without Katrina. Got it. Don't write that down, Freddy. Don't, don't, don't write but, that down. But she just told me to. Okay, well, for the record, I think that you could, but we're not going to do that because then it would be four to five players. How long do they stay in the penalty box, Kike? Uh, well, since this is a newly stated rule because of the swearing thing, I, I don't know what do you think would be fair. You know, if we had a rotating team of other people we could swap in, I'd say we keep her out, but we don't. And, you know, we want it to be a challenge. It's fair. You truly have learned the rules of this game, Sparky. I've never learned the rules to anything in my life, and I've learned the rules to sockball. I may say I am proud of you. (laughs) Anyways, yes, she can come. She can come in. Sparky's a little bit frozen by the proud and like it completely ruins the really good. She was winning this Katrina thing and now she's Yeah, Katrina. Katrina's taken aback. I well, uh you're sure? But uh, I mean, yeah, my, my my team names me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she walks up and she's a bit rattled. And I'm going to say you have plus 2 on your next roll. Hell yeah. Because you have rattled Katrina to her very core. Sparky can't even enjoy it because she's been rattled to her very core by this proud thing. And she's like, okay, uh, yeah, sweet. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Yes. Okay. So let us, uh, keep what we're doing. Make another, another one of our maneuvers without letting the other team get us. You're, you're going to be okay, Sparky? The pause isn't in character. (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna be fine. Don't make, don't make the a big deal out. No, <laughs> let's, let's just, just don't oh, make yeah. a big. That's what I, I didn't want. I didn't want to say it. You're making a big deal out of it. It's okay. No, she's not. She's not pausing. I just froze for a second. Commit, I'd say commit to it. No, okay. I love the idea of Sparky Malarkey just shouting. It's not canon. This isn't happening in character. <laughs> it's not canon. <laughs> what? Oh no, I was just thinking about about um. The thing is that the name I want to do is German Aggression, but I don't know that that's a good name. And I'm thinking that's just because the German soccer team in the World Cup is always just so aggressive. It is so aggressive. Call it, call it, I'm going to piss off all of our German viewers. Call it the Volkswagen Aggression. <laughs> no, no, I was just thinking about what, what, what maneuver we should do next. How about, how about Volkswagen Aggression? <laughs> ah, that is a classic. Let's just, just avoid the... Germany uh, is now Volkswagen, the proud country of Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen. I feel like this is somehow worse than saying Germany aggression. Oh, it's far worse. Isn't, isn't <laughs> Germany's team just associated with aggressive play in general? It is. They're, 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 oh boy, they're very aggressive. So like... In this context, it makes sense. It is, but the sentence German aggression just seemed wrong. But people can use context. (laughs) You're allowed to say things. German aggression is fine. I go ahead with whatever. 
Let's go with German Volkswagen aggression. We're just doing both now. Ah. The German wagon. German wagon. That's what we're going for. That is a classic. German wagon. Let us just not do the one in the infamous game where the goalie decided that he should be a player. That should not be part of the aggression. You're not a player, Xavier. You're the goalie. Xavier slides back to the goal from like midfield. <laughs> He's like creeping forward. Perfect. You're doing great. Stay there and keep doing what you're doing. All right, let's do it. All right, let's go. We're doing this again. Ari should roll again because... Should have called it the aggressive bandit maneuver. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Because it's the aggression move, I'm going to say you have to roll fierce this time. No. Fierce. Okay. Okay, my fierce is a zero. My fears is also a zero. Oh shoot! So should I should I be the one that rolls still? I mean, you do historically. Okay. Have a better success rate than my dice. Well, I rolled a. a how do you call a crit success, Malaysia? Ah! Plus two, so I rolled fourteen. Ah! Double sixes. Double sixes, Malaysia. 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 This wins the sock ball match. I just don't know how. Man, well... I have an idea. So it goes into the goal, mm. but it is such an aggressive kick that it bounces out of the goal back to oh my God. Xavier, <laughs> who gives it such a slamming high 10 that it goes back into the goal a second time from across the field. One addendum to that. That's not how Xavier defends the goal. <laughs> oh, please. As it's coming in, he, like, twists as if you were, like, hitting the ball with your hips or side, but he's just literally, like, bends his spine to the side oh, and no. smacks the ball back. Is this another scoliosis joke? God. <laughs> I've been waiting the whole match for this. He gives himself scoliosis to defend. That's the scoliosis shuffle, everyone. <laughs> scoliosis. 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 And then uh, Sparky, like after after Xavier does that, Sparky wants to say, look, he didn't have to leave the goal for that one. Huh. Yes, you know, I never saw that happen, so I didn't see that in the rules. But you know what? There's nothing here that says that it is not a true rule and I want to use another why would I lie and make it a valid move <coughs> Toucan spits out a whistle which he then picks up and he tweets through doing a, a giant whistle that calls the end of the match and the kids are cheering Sockball, sockball, sockball is so cool I didn't know you could do rules like that maybe I should try that sometime uh, and Freddy starts jumping up and all the kids are charging with the exception of Katrina who stands still and kind of looks at you, Sparky. You can well high five Sparky. Well, all of the team, but Sparky most of all. Yeah. Oh, they high five you back. Freddy with one of his feet. Xavier is high fiving everyone. <laughs> it's just, just pure joy. All the, just walking up to all the children, all the kindergartners. This is the only time people have willingly high-fived Xavier. <laughs> um, Sparky will... She's she's high-fiving everybody. She and Kike share a particularly good high-five. Yes. And then 
she's going to go off a little bit so that she and Katrina are a little bit more in private and say, you know, if you wanted to joust, why didn't you just join the jousting club? Hilda, that's when you finally find Katrina Collectum. (laughs) Hilda, like, kicks open the door. Katrina Collectum found you at last. Who are you? Didn't didn't we fight didn't we fight in the tournament last year? You lost. The oh oh the that necro thingy last yeah that was so last year. It was yeah yeah so I don't think about it anymore. I'm more into uh, team sports like sockball. What? Yeah, she's into sockball. She's on the sockball team now, Hilda. Isn't that great? So you do so so you you're on you're on. Why are you here? That's to Hilda. So is there is there no underground jousting club? It's all made up. Uh, I mean, I guess I have never heard of it, but I guess that's the point of an underground club. I don't know why, but I feel like Xavier would probably know about things like that. But unfortunately, he's long gone. He's already gone. Katrina kind of looks between all of you. I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. As she takes the little uh, horse that she had sheathed like a sword. Oh my god. And just starts <laughs> pushing it a bit further. I can see the horse. Back behind her shirt, which if I remember is like a tank top. So it's very glissom. Like it's poking out. It's bulging. You're not hiding anything. So basically, I know you left the jousting club. And I'm supposed to find out if there's another jousting club, but this is the softball club. I don't know what's going on. Booker points his little legs to the softball club, to Katrina, to the horse, wiggles his little legs like he's running, and then pokes out his little legs like he's stabbing. And then points back to Katrina, trying to tell Hilda the story that he's created of Katrina's epic quest to turn the softball team into an underground jousting club. (laughs) I mean, that's possible, bud, but that seems a little far-fetched. Absolutely far-fetched. I don't know, the book is right, based on literally everything that she was saying and doing here at the softball club. Is that right, Kike? Yeah, that, that seems about right. You know, thinking about it, all of it comes together pretty neatly. So you never once tried to turn this into a club that it wasn't supposed to be, hmm? Oh. And she looks between you, Sparky, and you, Kike. Nope. <laughs> fucking liar! Oh well, I was going to say that I thought that your chaotic version of a jousting club would be way better than the real one, which uh, is full of squares. But thanks for letting me know. I will uh, let you get back to playing softball. I want you the... No, I'm not going to have you roll. That was too good. So you're just walking away? Yeah. Booker sadly trails after Hilda. I gave Katrina an expectant look. <laughs> Like a very annoying adult figure, because <laughs> I am that now. Despite the fact that you fought her to get- No, I want her to follow Hilda. Like, she clearly wants to be at the jousting club. Like Katrina's brow furrows as she spends a long time thinking. She looks at you, Sparky, and back at Hilda, and then you, and then back, and then you, and back. You don't know what she's looking for, but it's almost like she's looking for approval. 
And eventually, as you're walking away, Hilda, you hear... No, wait, no, no, no. I was trying to do something cool. Uh, Hilda, 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 Hilda. I, I, it's really cool things. I got to tell you all about it. Katrina Collectum says as she canters after you. Okay, okay, okay. So I know this announcement break is relatively late in the episode. I was going to do it in between Hilda's investigation and then the uh, resolution of both Hilda and Kike and Sparky's thing. But the, the transition into who did it to Katrina saying her name was just so good. So uh, here we are at uh, announcement break at the end. The announcement breaks recently. I've been talking about the Valentine's Day stream I did with Emily. Uh, we did that. We did that. And it was great. Thank you so much to everyone who came out and listened. If you'd like to watch it, you can see it all sorts of places. You can go over to our Twitch. You can go over to YouTube or you can check out our Patreon where it is one of the most recent posts and it's a free post available to everyone. One post that's not available to everyone is the duel rules that I made for this session for Necromon dueling. And it involves a lot more than what I just did here. So not only does it include the basic fundamentals, but it also includes a whole entire list of special abilities you can give your mon for these kinds of duels. So if you're running your own game of Under the Neighborhood and want to have stuff like that, Check out our Patreon. It is available to all King Pecker and above subscribers. Hey, 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 hey. Do you, uh, do you miss Flashback Future? You miss those sci-fi Western shenanigans? Well, then you can check out Looters. Yes, a show so nice. We promoted it twice, technically three times, but twice in a row now. Looters is an actual play podcast using the Stars Without Numbers game system, where a hilarious cast of friends go on action-packed sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. Follow the Looters crew as they run from giant space lizards, face off against intergalactic outlaws, and occasionally deal with roommate shenanigans aboard their ship. You can tune in for new episodes of Looters every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or at looterspodcast.com. All right, that's all I've got for you this week. Uh, One last thing, the scoliosis thing, that was coming from personal experience. So I want to make it clear that we were not just making fun of scoliosis and people who had it out of nowhere. That was was a very inside joke with friends. So I wanted to make that clear our next episode the college episode which i still have not named will be coming out in two weeks on monday february 4th but if you'd like additional stories artwork or behind the scenes insights you can find them at patreon.com slash quest friends i'll see you there Irene, uh, what was it? Oh, Goom turned into Pokio. Olipop. What do you do next? What are the clocks right now? So she has a one out of four. You have a two out of four. Okay, okay. Um, Balea, turn them too much. Alam! 
you and I talked about this beforehand, since Malaya is going to get even bigger and pounce on everything, we were gonna do two, two, and two. So full success, you fill by two. Mixed success, you both fill by two. Failure, hers fills by two. I would like to use two AP. <laughs> you cheat piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Go to hell. Irene wants to win. Okay. That's what you do to win. You you just you just made it so that they had healing. Screw you, you deserve this. And I didn't use it. Yet. Fine, fine, sure, yeah. Your clock fills by four. You win. Describe how you beat both Mon. <laughs> Juniper is excited, and I'm dying to know. Irene, like, this was really important. So I feel like she took the time to, like, do a little routine with Malaya, like, put her hands on its shoulders, hyping him up, like, at wrestling matches when the wrestlers are getting into the ring and the coaches are like, oh, yeah, get ready, get ready. And then. She brings her whole body up and brings both hands over her head and swings them down and points and yells as loud as she can. And Malaya takes his flying leap, growing <laughs> huge, slams stomach first over both of the other Necromon. And Malaya takes a flying leap. This one is excellent because even if Irene does poorly, she'll still be in the fight, but she can take out Juniper in one foul swoop. And when Malaya gets up, the Necromon are gone, and we can see their little essence go back into the card. Do you look at Juniper? Sort of. Irene stands to the side, crosses her arms, and tips up her chin a little bit, and looks over, but like tries to make it look so she's not looking over. Juniper's head is down. It's doing the thing where, like, her eyes are shadowed by the hat. That was an excellent warm-up! Juniper's head pops up, and she has a big, boisterous smile, and she says, Now it's time for the Gobstopper! Eo! Goom! Swirl! And Juniper does something that you have never seen before, Irene. Something that even Walnut can't narrate because no one has seen it before. She takes her cards and throws them up into the air above her. And the cards twirl and this light, the blue light of them, starts latching on and connecting them to each other until the two cards fuse together. And Juniper yells, Give them a king-sized dessert! Gumio! <laughs> <laughs> On the ground in front of you is Eo again, but it looks a little different. At first you thought it was taller, but it's just holding itself taller. It has its head high in the air. Its wings look much more regal and crown-like, and a long candy wrapper goes down its back like a majestic cape. But notably, you notice that it has three little gummy-like orbs on its feather crown. And one of them, a kind of dark, mossy one, activates. Sink! And Juniper yells, Gumio! Let's do- what was- now what was it called again? Oh right! Surprise! It has teeth! 
the beak opens and teeth come out. And I'm going to need you to roll with disadvantage. Oh, that sucks. Seven. (laughs) Have I rolled anything but seven? Oh, wait, I rolled one eight. It's the new six. Oh. You go to dodge this thing. I'm going to say it attacks. We'll say it attacks Malaya. No. How does Malaya respond? Malaya looks at Irene, all confused. You can do it! You can do it, Malaya! Malaya! <laughs> it goes to bite, and Malaya knocks it back as it does some damage, filling her clock to two out of four. But the bird slides back. And even though you should have done killing damage again, or you should have done knockout damage, another gem, this one sparkling with electricity, lights up and the electricity goes all over its body and it heals by a point. I come! So we'll say, we'll say it's 2-2. Two, 2-2? Two. Two, two. Yeah, 2-2. Two two. Loki was offended. So how many AP do I have to spend in order to get another one of those attacks? Uh, one. One? Yeah. So I could technically have Malaya do another one. Strategically, would Boidle Rat be significantly worse <laughs> if I had Boidle Rat jump out and do an attack? If we want to do simplicity, you could also overextend to re- if you're just panicking, being like, I don't know, Malaya do the same thing again. Yeah, I feel like- I want to know how Irene's feeling. Yeah. She just saw Mon fuse. That, that you don't do that. Well- Thankfully, Irene is an expert at repressing things. (laughs) She may be spiraling, but it's deep on the inside right now. It's mostly just anger. She's not an expert at knowing her limits, though, is she? No, so I am going to use overextends. Okay. The first time Irene had been, like, hyping up Malaya, doing the little wrestler thing. But this time, after Malaya gets conked in the face... She scoops him up and, like, gives him a tight squeeze. And he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, you're okay. You can do this. And she turns it back around and sets it down gently. Turn them to mush. The pounding in your head is getting even harder as, like, with the own emphasis of your words and the stress breaks in. Irene feels nauseous. The pointing hand is shaking. Roll me 2d6 plus fierce. You said it's it's plus two? Yes, but I was thinking of adding something. (laughs) So, statistically, you have better odds of winning with the plus two. Yeah. If you didn't have them, statistically, Juniper would have better odds. Yeah. I think for interesting sake, we're going to make it flat even. As Malaya goes to do the impact, Juniper says, Gumio, now! And Gumio takes its wings out and goes to protect itself doing the protection barrier that Eo did. Making statistically, it literally 50-50 odds, basically. Hell yeah. So tell me again what our clocks were? Yours were two and hers was two, so whoever gets this wins. So a mixed success. (laughs) Malaya slams down, 
blue light explodes. It's like the explosion that Hilda saw right before she dueled Irene. It explodes. I don't know if Irene falls over or what, but Juniper definitely digs her heels in with her little ice cilias. Irene, I feel like, was about to fall over, but her necromon managed to balance her out. So Irene falls over. Because as this explosion of energy erupts, the blue barrier around you is completely gone, and there is nothing on the field. It's silent. Last time, Walnut erupted cheering when it was Hilda versus Irene, but no one knows what to make of this draw. Well, almost no one. That was so cool! Juniper starts jumping up and down, really excited. Uh, her voice, like, echoes in this just quiet place. That was, that was so, yeah, that was so cool! And then in response to her, like, Mr. Jimothy just... There's like awkward golf <laughs> clapping as Juniper is like, oh, right, right. <clears throat> that was, and she twirls around and does like a little pose. Sweet. Irene continues to sit there in silence. So, uh, uh well, the, um, at the rules, I don't think, um, so who duels everyone else now? Oh, oh, M- Mr. Jimothy, don't, don't worry about it. I don't, I... Irene's clearly so good, and I'm never I'm not gonna have a duel that that cool. I'm gonna need some time to cool down a little bit. I'm taking a walk. <laughs> Irene says, slowly, shakily pushing herself up and definitely not limping out into the hallway. Her necromon are making sure that it isn't as obvious that she's struggling. Once Irene is sure that no one can perceive her. (laughs) She just crumples. There's no way she's going to win another duel. also there yeah right yeah kika can be there yeah, yeah yeah we'll say we'll say that he he said his farewells to the clones oh yeah yeah especially especially to bruno <laughs> his favorite he's his favorite one deep deep hugs soulful like holding each other's shoulders like i'll see you again brother yes it was very emotional bruno's just during the terminator 2 funds up as he slowly melts away <laughs> Unfortunately, that emotional moment also got written over on the VHS tape, just like the montage that we'll never see. Just like the montage of Sparky and Kike bunting. Xavier did it on purpose.